Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Opinion Central. I'm your host, Paul O'Donnell, and today I'm going to be talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also known as the MCU for short. And the main reason why I'm going to be talking about the MCU today is, if you already can't tell, Endgame, Avengers Endgame, is coming out this week. It comes out this Friday. There's some early showings on Thursday. And so I wanted to talk about just the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, how it started, the best movies in it that I, the, the best movies I think in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, how all the characters were developed, all that. And I'm going to talk about it all today, here and now. And so if we're going to start talking about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have to start where it all began in 2008 with Iron Man. Now, Iron Man, Iron Man was kind of, it was the shot in the dark. Not a lot of people expected it to be this as big as it was. And that's for a couple reasons. The first being superhero movies wasn't really a huge thing at that time. The only other notable superhero movies during that time would probably be the Christian Bale Batman movies and the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. And the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, I think, were done by that time. Uh, there, there might, Spider-Man 3 might have been coming out around then. And I know The Dark Knight came out that year too, 2008. But other than that, superhero movies weren't weren't this huge thing as it is right now. And so that's one reason why a lot of people were like, that's, ah, you know, n- nothing, nothing too special. And then the other reason would be Iron, Iron Man wasn't a huge, he wasn't like the front runner of Marvel back in 2008. When, when you heard of Marvel, you would think of Captain America or Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four, something like that. And when the MCU decided to start their, their franchise, their Marvel Cinematic Universe with an Iron Man movie, it was shocking. A lot, not a lot of people were, you know, expecting it to be good. It, it was just a lot of things going on because not, no one really knew who Iron Man was. And it, it was, it was an interesting time. But you all can probably tell by now, Iron Man was a huge hit. And the, it, something, Iron Man is different from the Batmans and the Spider-Mans for a couple reasons. The first just being the comedy you get in Iron Man, you don't get in any of the other superhero movies at that time. And that was kind of relieving. It was a form of enjoyment and entertainment. And also just the 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 world that Iron Man was in, the world that they created around Iron Man just felt really fun and something you wanted to invest yourself into. And ju- just the experience of watching that movie i i've actually started a couple weeks ago actually in marathon of watching every marvel movie to build up to endgame and i remember when i watched iron man again it that movie is just something it's different you you don't see that a lot and it was just a really cool cool film where you had some action superhero stuff but you also had a really interesting origin story and it was just i thought it was a great movie and it was definitely a great movie to kick off the MCU. And so after Iron Man, they went on with, they had an incredible Hulk movie. Not, it wasn't very well received, but then they had Thor or no, I think it was Thor, Captain America, one of the two. And that was big. Then Iron Man two. And then eventually in 2012. So this is four years after they initially released the first Iron Man, they came out with the Avengers. I think it was 2012. And when I rewatched the Avengers, that movie, 
not only is it a great movie, Loki as the villain, it's a very well put together movie. Plot was great. All the scenes, the, the CGI, everything was really great about the movie. But kind of like with Iron Man, when I said I first watched that movie, you just have this feeling of like, wow, this is a movie I'm really enjoying. And I don't have this feeling when I'm watching movies before. It's it's a whole new experience. But with Avengers, they were doing something that's never been done before or or done to a scale as the Avengers. And that was bringing a bunch of characters together from different movies and putting it, putting them all together for a single movie. That, that wasn't something that was commonly done. So Avengers bringing together Iron Man and Thor and Captain America, Black Widow, Hulk, Hawkeye, it was a big deal. And that was really, I think, when the MCU blew up. At that point, I I feel like that's when everyone was hooked on the superhero train. And so after the first Avengers, Marvel just started pumping out all these these action films from Guardians of the Galaxy to Thor Ragnarok, Doctor Strange, Spider-Man, Black Panther, all these huge movies. And each one of them, success, super successful. They, they had great cast for every single one of them. The just everything about these movies were built up to be successful. And so you haven't really seen a terrible Marvel movie at all. I mean, I think the the worst Marvel movie would probably be Thor Dark World, and that was one of the earlier ones. Um, and then there's obviously a couple of the films that are just like, meh. You know, they're your average action film. But that's because so many of their other movies are so good, I, I think, personally. And so... They start releasing a ton of movies. They have the second Avengers. They have Black Panther was a huge, huge uh, success. It grossed over a billion dollars. Captain Marvel recently grossed over a billion dollars. And then last year, they came out with Avengers Infinity War. Now, this one, if in the first Avengers, they had six, six people grouped together, six superheroes. For Infinity War, they had over 30. And these are people that have come from the other 15 previous movies, and they're all in the single movie, which, like I said before, it's something you don't see. It's a rare occasion to have all these different movies come together into this giant film. And Infinity War was, it was ginormous. It was a two, two and a half hour long movie. It was action packed, hopping around from place to place. And the thing was, and I was worried when I was, going to first see Infinity War was how they were going to keep us or how to not make the, the, the editing so cut choppy, but surprisingly they did a good job at keeping it smooth going between different stories, subplots, and they did a good job at stitching it all together. So it wasn't some jumble of a film and was a pretty smooth film altogether. And so Infinity War ginormous, what biggest film of 2018 and now, now we're in 2019, and Avengers Endgame's coming out. And so there have currently been 21 Marvel films released before an Endgame. So all these 21 films are building up to Endgame. And so for those of you who don't know, in, in Infinity War, the villain is Thanos. And Avengers Infinity War and, and Avengers Endgame are like part one of and one and two. They're, they're pretty much an extended movie, I would say. And so in Avengers Infinity War, the main villain is Thanos, and he does a snap, which 
pretty much gets rid of half of the population across the entire universe. And some of the superheroes disappear. It's, it's, I, it was a pretty sad part of the movie. Uh, those who have seen it could definitely agree the part when Spider-Man dies. I mean, that's a hit to the gut. But now Endgame is going to be how, how are they going to deal with this? How are they going to fix these, this issue? And it's pretty much concluding all the previous storylines. So Marvel, they, they released sections of films in what they call phases. And there's phase one, phase two, phase three. And we're nearing the end of phase three. Phase three ends with Spider-Man Far From Home, which will be released in July. I think it's July 4th or July 2nd, actually. And so once Spider-Man Far From Home comes out, that concludes the three phases of Marvel movies, and it sets it up for phase four. Now, obviously in Avengers Endgame, there's a lot of theories and speculation, a lot lot of things going on. And a lot of people are wondering who's going to die. It's expected that some people are going to die. I mean, the actors' contracts are... They're, they're ended with Endgame, so people are expecting those people to die off. There's a lot of a lot of questions on what's going to happen in the movie. But it's expected that some people are going to die and that it's just going to kind of change course for all, all of the Marvel movies to set up for Phase 4 and whatever's to come in Marvel. And so that's why Endgame's going to be so big is because it's concluding these stories of these 21 other films. It's taking these 21 other films that were made before Endgame bringing all those people from all those films, putting them in a single film, and then they're kind of closing the book. They're ending the chapter. So it's it's going to be huge. And I, I think I read online in an article that Avengers Endgame has already broken records in most pre-sale tickets. I remember it was about two weeks ago. So in early, early April, I was pre-ordering my tickets and most of the theaters that I was trying to get, and this was three days after the movie release. I'm, I'm going to see it on Saturday. So movie comes out Friday. There's early shows and showings on Thursday. I'm going to see it on Saturday and pretty much every theater that I checked was already booked. Now, lucky for me, I was able to get a couple tickets, but it's that they've been selling tickets at an insane rate. And so I'm expecting this movie Probably the gross, probably the, be the biggest grossing movie that Marvel has made so far, but that's that's just what I'm thinking. And so now, what? Now I'm gonna go on and talk a little bit about what I think might be after Endgame. So obviously you have Spider-Man: Far From Home. That's already confirmed. There's already trailers for it. But I heard that after Spider-Man, it's gonna be like a year-long gap until the next Marvel movie, maybe a year and a half gap. And that's a rare thing for Marvel because usually they have a movie in the spring, sometimes in the summer, usually in the winter and fall. So they usually release two or three movies every year. And so it's going to be kind of weird having a year-long or year-and-a-half-long gap between movies. But I think obviously you're going to have a Black Panther 2 because of how successful the first one was. You're going to have a Doctor Strange 2, possibly a... Captain Marvel 2. There's already going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And I'm really happy about that film because previously the director, James Gunn, he got fired from directing the third movie because of some controversial stuff. But then they finally got him back. The whole cast, once he got fired, they they signed a letter and they were like, we want James Gunn to direct our movie. 
And so Disney, Marvel, they ended up gaining back. So James Gunn's going to direct all three of the, the Guardians movies. And so I know there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy 3. I'm guessing there's going to be a Spider-Man 3. I'm, th- th- I'm really hoping this is true, but there could possibly be a Thor 4. Now, a lot of the original superheroes like Iron Man, Captain America, all those guys, they had their their trilogy. There was three Iron Mans, three Captain Americas. There have been three Thors. And so you kind of don't expect another another fourth movie for those type of for those people. But because of how successful Thor Ragnarok was, and Thor Ragnarok was a completely different direction than the first two Thor movies. The first two Thor movies were very serious and they're, I I don't, they're just kind of weird films. And this, the third one, Thor Ragnarok was fun, comedic. It was, had really cool music, had some Led Zeppelin in it. It was a, it was a fun film. And so I think I'm hoping that Marvel realized that and they're like, Hey, we're going to make a fourth one. And Chris Hemsworth, who plays Thor, he stated that before Thor Ragnarok, he was getting really bored of his character. But after they gave him this comedic aspect, he was starting to really enjoy his role again. And so he's willing to do a fourth movie. So, I mean, I feel like it should be pretty obvious to make a fourth one. After the success of the third one, I just feel like that makes sense. Now, I'm going to get on to – well, actually, before I, before I move on, some of the other future stuff for Marvel – is in TV shows. So previously, Marvel, they, there have been Marvel TV shows. There's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which is all about S.H.I.E.L.D., obviously. And then there was like Daredevil, Luke Cage, all those, Punisher, Iron Fist. But all those TV shows were, they, they were obviously Marvel and in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they weren't really in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like the episodes, the episodes would have little relations to the, to the movies. They would say, oh, Stark Tower or something like that. But they, you never saw them interact with the characters from the movies. They were standalone TV shows. Now, the TV shows would cross over. You would see like Luke Cage and Jessica Jones or all of them came together for the Defenders show. But those shows were very they, – they weren't technically or they weren't connected to the movies not not very well. But now with Disney Plus coming out, Disney Plus is the new Disney streaming services for I think it's seven seven dollars a month. And they have already announced certain Marvel TV shows. They've announced a Black Widow and Hawkeye TV show. They've announced a Scarlet Witch and Vision TV show, I'm pretty sure. And they've announced a Loki TV show. So they're coming. These shows that they're going to be coming out with, they involve characters that have already been in the movies. So it's going to be cool because now you're going to see the characters that you see on the movies in the shows, and they'll probably relate these characters back to people in the movies. And so these shows will truly be connected with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and with the characters from the movies. And now those three shows that I just mentioned, the Loki one, I'm definitely excited for. Loki is. Definitely probably my favorite character in the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. He is Tom Hiddleston just does a great job at portraying Loki, and he's just a fun person to watch. All the tricks and mischief. It's just a really fun, really fun guy to watch. Now on to now on to the next thing I was going to talk about. And that's the best Marvel movies and the worst Marvel movies. Sorry I told you, I think Thor the Dark World, probably the worst Marvel movie. Also, Iron Man 2, not too great of a movie. 
I mean, you get some important things out of those two movies. In Iron Man 2, he creates the new arc reactor. He creates a new element for his arc reactor. And then in Thor, The Dark World, I actually, I, I don't think anything important happens in that movie. You don't have to see that one. But other than those two, most movies are at least average. I, I think Ant-Man is an average film. I think Doctor Strange was pretty average. I wasn't... I know Black Panther got a lot of critical acclaim and a lot of people loved it, but I'm, I'm just going to – I have to do a little nitpicking here. If you watch Black Panther, the final fight scene between T'Challa and Killmonger – and I just watched the movie yesterday, so I know what I'm talking about, all right? You better listen. So the final fight between those two and like the train station, whatever that was, it's the worst fight that I've seen in a Marvel movie. The CGI is the most obvious thing. It it looks like a video game cutscene. That's how bad it looked. Uh, if you if you would watch that scene and then watch literally any other scene in a Marvel movie, you would be able to tell. Okay, that is so bad. And that the the thing that Marvel has been moving towards more towards is CGI. And so so Marvel they make all these intricate design suits detailed suits for these characters when they're on set and filming so like spider-man he has a really detailed suit or black panther he had a really detailed suit on set but then the post-production they go over and cgi it all instead of using the physical costume which i personally think looks a lot better so i'm hoping that maybe they might start using more of their practical physical costumes and and sets instead of trying to CGI everything and having it look like a video game, like a 2008 video game, like it did in Black Panther at the end. Now the best, now we're going to talk a little bit about the best Marvel films and the best like trilogies. There's trilogies of Marvel films. Like I said earlier, there was the Iron Man trilogy, the Thor trilogy, the Captain America trilogy. There's other trilogies building that are going to be finished. And so Straight out the box, I'm going to say the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy, I think, is going to be the best one. So, like I said earlier, there's already a Guardians of the Galaxy 3 confirmed, and it's going to be directed by James Gunn. And the first two Guardians of the movies were already amazing, so I think that's going to be the best trilogy. And the reason I say this, the Guardians movies, they don't feel too connected to the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is nice. It's it's nice to have this standalone feel of a movie. But it's also nice to know that there is the connection. You'll, you'll see the Infinity Stones and stuff like that, so you know there's that connection. But it's also nice to realize, okay, these are standalone Marvel movies focusing on their own thing, the Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're great. Because some of these other movies, they try to bring in characters from other films and mix everything together and it doesn't fit too well like in thor the dark world and so guardians does a great job at staying connected but not too connected also the comedy in guardians of the galaxy is fantastic i it, guardians of the galaxy comedy is like thor ragnarok comedy if you like thor ragnarok you're gonna like the guardians films the cast in guardians of the galaxy is great chris pratt batista bradley cooper vin diesel as groot i mean if that's not the most difficult role to ever play, I don't know what is. Honestly, he just has to say, I am Groot. That's 
very vocally demanding. So props to Vin Diesel for playing Groot. So anyway, the cast is really good in Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's a really, it's a fun, fun film. There's, it's, it's goofy. It's a goofy film. A lot of fun little Easter eggs put into it. And they can do that because it's in space. You can throw in anything and, you know, people might catch it. People might not catch it. At the end of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, the post-post-credit scene, so the second end credit scene, has Howard the Duck in it. And Howard the Duck is a Marvel character. He's a really weird Marvel character. He's a duck. And they slide him in for the post-post-credit scene, and that was really cool. And then, like I said, the the Infinity Stone connections they make in those movies. I just think they do a great job in the Guardians movies. And you can't talk about the Guardians movies without the soundtracks. The soundtracks in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies are perfect. You thought you liked the ACDC and Iron Man and the Led Zeppelin and Thor. Well, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack has everything. Cat Stevens. They have uh, ELO, Electric Light or- Orchestra. They have Marvin Gaye, the Jackson 5. The Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack is amazing. And so that that it's, that thing itself makes the movie so much more enjoyable when you have a good soundtrack and so everything about i just think the gardens movies are the best ones and i think the third one's going to be just as good as the second and first so overall i think the gardens of the galaxy trilogy is going to be the best one the second best trilogy is the captain america one in my opinion and the reason why it's not first is because of captain america civil war I thought the first two movies were great. The whatever the first, the first Avenger and Winter Soldier. But the third one, Civil War, that I mean Civil War did great in the box office and all that, but I felt like Civil War was another rushed mini Avengers movie. It didn't really feel like a Captain America movie. Sure, Captain America was in it, but so was Iron Man, so was Black Widow, so was Hawkeye, so was Vision, so was Black Panther, so it was Spider-Man. It was there's just so many people in this film that it just didn't feel like a Captain America movie. So I just feel the Captain America trilogy, Captain America, First Avenger, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, is held back because of Civil War, because of the fact that it just didn't really feel like a Captain America movie. It felt like another Avengers film, just with Captain America as the title instead of Avengers mini-movie featuring Captain America as the main character, plus Iron Man and Scott Pilgrim. I'm kidding. Scott Pilgrim, though, that's a good movie. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I I, I would rank. Uh, I'm trying to think. I'd probably put Iron Man, the Iron Man trilogy, above the Thor one. So my my official rankings for the, for the trilogies of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I would go Guardians of the Galaxy, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor. Now, I think the Spider-Man trilogy will be able to probably fit in between Captain America and Guardians of the Galaxy because I thought the first Spider-Man was really good. And I was really it was really refreshing to not have another origin story with a Spider-Man movie. I was happy that Marvel decided, hey, we're not going to tell you the origin story because you've already heard it twice with Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. You don't need to hear it a third time. And that was a smart move by them. We did not want to see Uncle Ben get shot again. All right? We're done. And so I think the Spider-Man trilogy with with the second one coming out, Far From Home in July, depending on how that is, that will determine where it's going to go on my scale of 
Marvel trilogies. But I think the the by the from the trailers it looks pretty good. So I think it might might get put in the number two spot for for Marvel trilogies. And then I put Iron Man above Thor for the main reason that Thor Thor two Dark World was garbage, and I feel like Iron Man one outweighs Thor one. Iron Man 2, even though Iron Man 2 was also bad, outweighs Thor 2. And then Thor 3 outweighs Iron Man 3, but just because it was Iron Man and, and how I said earlier how the Iron Man original movie just was something you didn't expect, I'm going to give it the, the win because of that. But the Thor, the third Thor movie was definitely better than Iron Man 3. That's that's just fact. But I'm just putting Iron Man, Iron Man trilogy over Thor trilogy based on the fact that Thor the Dark World was garbage, and Iron Man was the one to start it all. I feel like that's a fair fair reasoning. And that, uh, I'm going to dive in really quick to some of the other mini, not, not the mini, but some of their other single standalone movies. There was Black Panther, which I already talked about. There's Doctor Strange. Now, Doctor Strange, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. He's one of my favorite actors. He's in the TV show Sherlock, which I have already stated before one of my favorite tv shows and so i was i was generally excited for dr strange and mm, dr strange it was a pretty good movie i would put it above black panther personally but it wasn't this it wasn't this huge huge shocking oh wow dr strange cool but it was still good i i I wouldn't say it was terrible The, the magic part was really cool the to, to see that side of Marvel comics put into the, to the big screen, all the magic and the ancient one and Dormammu. That was really cool to see. But other than that, it wasn't, it wasn't too big of a, it wasn't, it wasn't your Thor Ragnarok, I guess. I'll just say that. And then I'm trying to think, are there any other ones? Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel. I only like Captain Marvel because of young Nick Fury, going to be honest. I just really enjoyed watching Nick Fury just be Nick Fury. Being, I, I, Let me rephrase that. I enjoyed watching Nick Fury be Samuel L. Jackson in Captain Marvel, all right? It, that that movie was, was really fun to watch just because of the fact that it was set in the 90s. You had a lot of the 90s nostalgia. I mean, straight up in the first, okay, I can't remember, but there's a point in the movie where Captain Marvel crashes into a blockbuster. I mean, if that doesn't shout 90s, I don't know what does. But it was just really cool to see all that 90s stuff. And it was just really cool to see how Nick Fury became Nick Fury. And Now, I do think the way he lost his eye, for any of those who haven't seen Captain Marvel, about to spoil it. But pretty much, he gets his eye scratched by a cat. I mean, that's pretty lame. I think it was in Winter Soldier... Yeah, I was in Winter Soldier. Nick Fury says, the last time I trusted someone, I lost an eye. And I feel like that line does not does not work too well when it's when he's talking about a cat. The last time I trusted someone is he's talking about the cat. Did he trust the cat? I mean, I just thought the way he got his eye scratched was pretty lame. My opinion. The cat was really cool, though. The cat straight up ate people. So that was pretty cool. But the but Nick Fury's eye getting scratched by it not cool <laughs> anyway anyway i think i've talked about marvel long enough next week which will be 
the 28th. I'm going to be talking about Avengers Endgame. Spoiler podcast next week. Full-on spoils straight ahead. Because I'll be seeing it the day before. I'll be seeing it. I'll see it that Saturday. And then I'll get home, record the record the episode, and get it uploaded for the next day. So be looking forward to that. If you enjoyed the episode, like it, share it, star it, do all that cool, crazy stuff. And share it with a friend. Share it with two friends, three friends, as many as you got. I only got a couple, so I can't share it too much. Anyway, I hope I hope you all enjoyed listening to today's episode. And I will see you all next week with a podcast about Avengers Endgame. I'll see you then. Goodbye.